The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's a look back at the 2014 Daytime Emmys, the winners, the fashion, the excitement, the red carpet. Today on Soap Central Live. What's happening this week on your favorite soap operas? It's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, recaps, and interviews with your favorite daytime stars. Now, here's Dan. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. I am your non-Emmy-nominated host, Dan Kroll. It is Friday, June 27th. Our last show of the first half of 2014, six months down, only six to go. This is kind of crazy that the year has gone by so fast. Of course, the year's highlight for the world of daytime was the Daytime Emmy Awards. And today on the show, it is one final look back at this year's Daytime Emmys. As you probably know by now, the Daytime Emmy Awards were handed out on June 22nd in the International Ballroom at the Beverly Hilton Hotel. Today, I'll be joined by some of the members of the SoapCentral.com team and some surprise guests to talk about everything that went down on Emmy night. As you know, our Tony, Larissa, Trina, and Liz... We're live tweeting during the show, talking about all the things that happened. The fans, you guys were out there tweeting with them as well. It was a great deal of fun. I was working the red carpet this year. Again, this is the 15th year, I believe, that I was doing so. I was there with our friends and SoapCentral.com special correspondents, Chris Shell Staus and Hanley Pullos. In the next hour, I'm going to be talking about some of my favorite interviews from the red carpet and all the things that you didn't get to see on the broadcast, including some of the shenanigans that we were engaged in during our red carpet wrap-up video that is available on SoapCentral.com right now. I'm sure that you have opinions about Emmy Night, so if you want to call in and share them, well, now is the time. We would love to hear from you. Give us a call at 866-472-5788. Again, that number is 866-472-5788. If for some reason you can't get through, maybe the executive producer of Entertainment Tonight is hogging the phone lines, well, you can always take to social media and share your comments and ask your questions there. Find us on Twitter at Soap Central and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Soap Central. If you're not following us or liking us, take some time to do that as well. I'll be peeking at our feeds during the show to find out what you're saying, what your comments are, what your questions, and they just may make it here on air during the broadcast. So we're going to get on with today's show as you know, I mean, there was a lot of hype that this was a big year for social media integration into the daytime Emmys. There was a social media lounge where your favorite stars could go and take selfies and chat with people. We'll talk about that. But of course, the daytime Emmys were also a big first in that SoapCentral.com was live tweeting. Cyberspace also may have frozen over for a brief period of time when I 
for whatever reason, was trending nationally on Twitter. The Kardashians and Justin Bieber must have had the night off. So thank you for letting me have my moment in the Twitter spotlight. I want to welcome now a handful of folks who were live tweeting for me, for SoapCentral.com. They are here. First, we have Liz Fisher, who is making a return to the show. Liz, welcome back to Soap Central Live. Hey, Dan. Glad to be here. Hold on for one second, because I have one of your partners in tweeting crime. We have Katrina, who was making her first appearance as a live tweeter, and I think this may or may not be her first appearance here on the show. So welcome to Soap Central Live. Thank you very much, and it's my first. Yay. Yay, It's a whole first. We've got the whole gang here. So the two of you were actively engaged in live tweeting. It was the first time that we really did so uh, on an organized basis for SoapCentral.com. I mean, it's the daytime Emmys. There's no bigger night for the world of daytime. Liz, what was the experience like? What were people tweeting about? What were you enjoying? Just to talk about the whole live tweeting experience. Well, it was a lot of fun to just chat with other soap fans as it was going on. Um, sadly, most of what people were tweeting about throughout the red carpet was how upset everyone was about the red carpet, but it was still, I feel like doing the live tweet sort of put a positive spin on it because we could all talk about, you know, actual soap stuff as opposed to what the, uh, the interviewers on the red carpet were talking about. So it was, it was fun, but it was sort of a mixed bag as far as what was going on on screen. Katrina, what were people upset? The, really, I mean, there were people upset about the red carpet. Katrina, what what were they so upset about? Well, from a lot of things that I saw, they weren't happy about the host. Uh, they weren't happy about the things that they were saying to a lot of the stars, especially not knowing who the nominees were. And it was, oh, it just people kind of get upset rather quickly about that. So I would say that's the gist of it, just because they had people hosting it who were not connected to daytime or had no idea what daytime and soaps were all about. I think it's time to kick off this show with some bombshell inside exclusive news that maybe folks know, maybe they don't know. What do you think, you two? Should I, should I let them in on something here? Big surprise. I, I go for think it. so. <laughs> I would like to put out there that I was in consideration for at least a period of time to host the red carpet. Woo! Apparently, yes. though, like the soaps, I was canceled in favor of a cheaper reality <laughs> program. <laughs> I say I'm just kidding. Well, not about the, the in contention. I was, it was spoken to me about, you know, doing some hosting and we weren't quite sure how we would work that in and how, would I be able to be able to do stuff for SoapCentral.com? Would I be able to you know, do stuff with Haley and Chriselle? What were the limitations? Uh, ultimately, they decided that the way to make the daytime Emmys grow the audience base was to bring in people who had large social media followings. And I, I accept this. I understand this because here's – I don't know how many uh, Twitter followers and, and Facebook friends we have for SoapCentral.com. I think it's 25,000 on Twitter and, and 160,000 or so on Facebook. And you have to figure – that every one of those people who are following or liking on those particular sites are going to be interested in the daytime Emmys. So it's pretty much you're, you're not gaining anybody. You're not going to find anybody who suddenly decides, oh, my God, the daytime Emmys, I'd love to. Whereas if you have someone who has 6 million followers on Vine, there's the potential that even if they were to get 1% of an interest rate, that 1% could potentially be larger than 
the folks that we would find for, through Soap Central with getting new viewers. So I get that aspect of it. I think, though, that it would have been a really good idea to have some balance between the personalities and the folks who know things. You know, I've mistakenly said names that were maybe wrong or had characters or storylines that were wrong during interviews. It happens. There's a whole lot going on. It's two hours. It's, it's unpredictable. But there really is no – oh, there's no excuse, I, I guess I would say. You know, you call Heather, Tom, Jane by accident. Okay. I, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's not good, but stuff happens. I mean, let's just face it. Stuff happens. I mean, I, I'm sure mm-hmm. – Liz, have you ever had somebody who you've had a discussion with or saw on the street or whatever and accidentally called them by the wrong name and you were like, oh, crap, uh, I should have known your name? Pretty constantly, actually, so I can't judge there. So, see, <laughs> but, so there is but that. Not knowing anything about the well. subject you're hosting on is, is, is quite different, I think. Yeah. Definitely. So now there is this groundswell, and, and I have to tell you, when I, I, I know you guys were on doing the social media stuff. So I'm sure you saw my name pop up a couple of times in the tweets. I have to tell you, my phone broke. More than a couple. <laughs> right. Right. Um, it, it came up so much. It was great. It was overwhelming for me. Uh, I have to say, since this is my first opportunity to address it, uh, I am completely humbled. I'm honored. I'm flattered. I'm, I'm overwhelmed, whatever the words are, that so many people wanted me to be doing the red carpet hosting. And I know that Folks out there up until now maybe didn't know that I was in consideration. And there are people from, you know, network executives to stars to people who didn't even know who I was up until that point telling me that they'd like to see me host either then they wanted me to grab the mic with a lot of colorful ex- <laughs> expletives or host right. it next year. And I, I would love to. Uh, I've, I'm always would love to do that. I think it would be, I mean, for me, I guess it's probably the highest achievement that you can get in in what it is that I do since there are are no awards. That would be a lot of fun. I do want to go and talk about some of the other things that people were talking about on social media with you two. And I want to welcome another guest to the party who was there also tweeting my name in good ways and bad, as he always does. He is the executive editor of Soaps in Depth magazine. He is 98% of the accounts on Twitter. If you're sending someone a message on Twitter, it's probably him. Richard Sims, welcome back to Soap Central Live. Hey, thanks for having me, as always. And I have to say, I was I was among the people saying that you know, when you and Martha Madison and Lily Melgar, when you guys popped up on my screen, Charlie and I, who were at home watching, said, oh, you know, sweet baby Jeebus, let him take the mic, let him steal it from them, let yes. him grab that mic and run as hard and far as he can until he finds the first celebrity that they've offended and say, hi, let's have a real interview now. <laughs> I have to tell you, and I'm sure that maybe to a certain extent, Richard, you can relate to this since, you know, you have your own show and you do interviews and you run a magazine and all of this good stuff. There was a part of me that was wrestling going back and forth. And Liz and, and Katrina will weigh in with you and see if you could see it in my eyeballs at any point in time. But there was this moment of wrestling between this isn't my show but this is what we need to do to make this interview better, to this is not my show, respect that this is not your show, and don't do anything out of line because, you know, you have to respect that it's someone else's show. But I wanted so bad to take the microphone and just, you know, sort of save them. I felt 
there was a part of me that felt bad for these girls because I didn't know at this particular point in time since everything was happening live and I was elsewhere that they had offended and said things that they shouldn't have. But I felt looking at them that, you know, they were drowning. Someone needed to help them. And I really wanted to take the mic and be like, hey, come on over here, you know, Galen Gearing, let's talk. Uh, but again, it wasn't my show, so I didn't want to do that. Uh, Liz, going back to you, was there any time where you were, <laughs> where you were watching it that, let me just, I guess I'm not sort of leading. What did you feel when you were watching the girls? Was there any part of you that felt bad for them? Were you mad at them? What, how did you feel? Uh-oh, um, you're laughing. That's I, not good. I was honestly, I was, a, I was a little, I don't know if I, I got mad towards the end. I think through most of it, it was just sort of one of those feelings where you're watching and you think, is this really happening? Did that just come out of their mouths? Like, just sort of disbelief for the majority of it, honestly. Um, and I, I do want to throw in, I want to give a little plug to um, your the Soap Central YouTube page because I have just been watching your red carpet interviews, Dan, and that's really what I wish the the actual red carpet had been. So anybody who was upset about the the red carpet on the live broadcast, definitely go check out Soap Central's YouTube page and check out the interviews there because there's some awesome stuff. Well, thank you for the shadow. Katrina, I know that you've been watching them as well. Do you have any? There were, I believe, 43 different interviews, different sets of people that we were talking to. Do you have any that stand out in your mind as your favorite interviews that we did, that uh, Haley, Chriselle, and I did on the red carpet? Oh, my goodness. Um, well, I, th- I would say, like, the, the first thing that stands out to me um, is probably the fashion wrap-up. That was probably my favorite of everything. I did enjoy, um, oh my goodness, there were, there were quite a few. Um, I know you did uh, some of the Y&R gang. Um, and it was great because it seemed like all of the big nominees, we didn't get to talk to Billy Miller, yeah. which I was really upset because he sort of snuck by, uh, mm-hmm. but we had Amelia Hindley, we had Elizabeth Hendrickson. Yeah, Amelia had- was a great interview. And, you know, she was so happy to be there. I want to, Richard, I know that you were watching the fashion wrap-up as well. You were sort of live tweeting it to me privately. Anything in that madness stand out to you as a highlight other than uh, Haley getting beat up by the evil Chrishell? Well, it's hard to top that. I mean, come on, let's face it. As as um, highlights go, watching the two of, watching Haley, that was actually Haley's first soap slap because that's how that all started was, Haley admitting that despite the fact she's been on General Hospital for a while now, she has not had a soap slap. And so, um, you know, Chriselle, oh, so generously and a little enthusiastically volunteered <laughs> to give her her first soap slap. And it was just, it, you know, you never forget your first time. So I, I just thought that was just wonderfully lovely. <laughs> And, of course, I sat in the background like Beyonce in the elevator, just letting everything play out. It was quite fun. <laughs> yeah, I, went, I, I really enjoyed that. And it really just the whole, the whole wrap-up video um, sort of showed what you guys do so well, which is you guys play off each other really well because you're three very distinct personalities. And this is not, okay, 
Yes. You are not going to particularly love this, and God knows the girls are not going to love it. But it's the only analogy I can come up with. Uh-uh. You're like the three. You're like the three little pigs. You know, jeez. Oh, like, 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 Haley, <laughs> Haley is Haley is a little bit. You know, Haley's a little bit quiet, a little bit more reserved. You're sort of right in the middle, and and Chriselle is out there. Chriselle will say anything. So you're sort of like the three little pigs of the red carpet. And I know that doesn't sound right, but I mean it as like a really big compliment. I know that every time I call uh, a lovely lady a pig, she absolutely loves every minute of it. Liz, when's the last time you called someone a pig as a compliment? I cannot recall, Dan, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that now, now that I know that it's such a compliment. I'm going to work it into my conversation. Richard oh. says. <laughs> it has to come with an asterisk. You're absolutely right, Katrina. You have to say, Richard Sims, by the way, says that it's a compliment. So I just wanted you to know you are a little pig. I like that. I do like that. I want to go to something that everyone loves. I think, you know, you can't look at a red carpet show or red carpet train wreck without looking at what people were wearing. Richard has something that he wants to take as a completely different take that people, I guess, weren't talking about. But let's talk red carpet fashions. I think that for the most part, I was looking through the 3,000 photos that are available from SoapCentral.com with the carpet. They're not all going to be out there for people to look at, but I was peeking at them. There really weren't any fashion complete failures, flops, and, and just, you know, shaking your head. There were a lot of really good-looking people. Let's start with Katrina. What do mm-hmm. you – do you have any favorites, anyone who you looked at them when they came on the screen and said, wow, stunner, knockout? I would say Eileen Davidson. I loved her dress, mm-hmm. Michelle Stafford and Haley Pelos. Those were my three favorites. What about Michelle Stafford? I mean, it's sort of obvious to anybody with two eyes, but what about Michelle Stafford's uh, outfit did you love so much? Because it was very simple in terms of it was one color, but let me tell you, she put a lot into that dress. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, I, but that's when I saw it, I just loved it immediately. I think I just, I love the, the style of it. And I thought she looked great. I really did. I thought she looked absolutely fabulous. Liz, who caught your eye on the red carpet? Um, I have to agree about your co-host, Haley. I thought her dress was awesome. Um, I really liked um, Emmy Ryland and Jen Lilly. I thought they both looked really sort of like classic, like old school movie star look. And that was um, one of my favorites. Um, and also, Chad Duell and Kristen Alderson are like the most attractive couple ever. And they looked together. And it doesn't hurt when you're interviewing someone and the first thing out of their mouths is Soap Central is one of my favorite websites. So you've got to love that from, from Chad. Uh, I thought, I'm looking through some of the interviews here, Vanessa Antoine was wearing Dolce & Gabbana. She looked stunning. She plays Jordan on General Hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelly Goss looked great. I thought that Melissa Claire Egan in yellow. We also found out in an exclusive from Chrishell during our red carpet wrap-up that what Melissa was wearing, the neckline, is going to be similar to what her dress will be at her wedding coming up in about a month or so. Uh, Amelia Heinley, I thought, looked great in orange. Terry Ivins looked sexy. Uh, I'm just going down the list here. Kim Matula, who I forgot 
to mention during our, our red carpet wrap up had a little white cut in her in her dress. She was amazing. Uh, I thought Kelly Missile was beautiful. Haley was was right up there at the top. Uh, keeping on going here. And Jess Walton, I thought, sort of, a, I don't know if it was a kimono style, but it was reminiscent to me of something that Jeannie Cooper wore a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. I thought that that was a really nice tribute. It was a beautiful blue. Now, Richard, while we were looking at the lovely women, you <laughs> were looking at something else. Richard, what were you looking at on the red carpet? Well, doesn't that just sound like a dirty... <laughs> what were you looking at? Well, first of all, you know, before I get that, let me just let me just say there were two women who, um, both of whom specifically said when asked about their fashions, said that they went out of their comfort zone, and I really liked their choices. One was Melissa Ordway, and Melissa said, uh, who plays Abby on The Young and the Restless, and she said that she generally goes with black, but this year she went with an Alice and Olivia. Um, it was sort of a white dress with lots of pops of color on it, and she was nervous about it, you know, because it was so not something she would normally wear. And it's one of those dresses that a lot of people didn't necessarily pick for their best dress because in photos it didn't look, you know, it, it looked okay, but it didn't look good. But, in, but, but, but when you look at it up close, when you see it in person, it's gorgeous. It's a really beautiful dress. The other person who went way out of their comfort zone and who... Honestly, I'm surprised didn't get more commentary, whether it was on Best Dressed or Worst Dressed, was Jessica Collins, Avery from The Young and the Restless. She wore kind of this catsuit-looking thing, and she had her hair slicked back, and I loved it. It was, it was really, really cool. It was probably, I would say it was probably one of the most unique looks of the night, and it was really just very eye-catching. And like I said, it was the kind of thing where you either loved it or hated it, but you didn't look at it and, you know, turn away. You really wanted to, you wanted to find out what the person's thoughts were in, in wearing that, whether you loved it or hated it. But the I other thing her. is, as you I said, want her on the show. I didn't care for it. I'm sorry, Jessica. I, I also thought nobody, nobody really ever focuses on the guys because guys, you know, we have it pretty easy. We go, we put on a suit, although your Burberry looked very, very nice. You looked fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but, I thought there were a couple of guys who really stood out as having, you know, something a little bit different than what we normally see, which is usually just, you know, the regular old tuxedo. I thought um, Casey Moss, who was wearing that kind of, it looked like a pimped out porn producer. He was in white and it was fantastic. It was, it was really, it was, it was, it was actually in cream. And he said he was really nervous about wearing cream, but he pulled it off. He looked amazing. And, you know, and, and, and on the complete opposite end of the scale, you had Jason Thompson from, uh, Patrick from General Hospital, who was wearing, you know, kind of something a little bit more traditional, but it was black and, and just, it was layers of, of, of shades of black with a really nice tie, and it just, it looked fantastic. It, those were, those were two looks of men that I thought were stunning. It was, I'm sorry, what was that were you saying there? <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to butt in. I just—he was looking a little scruffy too, like he had the scruffy facial hair going on. So it was that—that that was working for me too. In addition to the uh, to the formal wear, Katrina, so let's let you weigh in. That, that it's a good thing that nobody was there that had a hose because they would have had to hose you down because you were getting a little hot under the collar. <laughs> there will be no exposing hoses on the red carpet. Oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, my God. Katrina, save us before we venture into 
X-rated territory. Who were some <laughs> of the hot guys on the red carpet? Who looked good? Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm going to have to agree about Jason Thompson. Um, oh, my gosh. Who else? I'm blanking on names. I, the great I have to way the, to get out of this is to just say me, and then everyone applauds, and we move on to the next topic. Okay, <laughs> there you go. And I, and honestly, I'm not saying it because I'm being so central. I did love your suit. I love it. So glad that it lived up to the hype because I got to tell you, I was really nervous about it. Uh, it was a, a little bit different than what I would typically wear. Uh, it was a, just a, a totally different look. I'm so glad that it not only photographed well, but that people seem to enjoy it. I want to mention, since we are talking about the daytime Emmys, we have to talk about the winners. Let me go off uh, with a list of the big categories. Outstanding Drama Series, The Young and the Restless, its seventh win, its first win since 2007. Lead actor and actress were Billy Miller and Eileen Davidson. They were both their first wins in that category, and it was Eileen Davidson's first win ever. In the supporting categories, Eric Martsoff and Amelia Heinley, both first-time winners. Younger actor Chandler Massey, he is the first actor to ever three-peat in the Younger Actor category. And Hunter King, who won for the very... First time, as you can see, there are a lot of firsts going on this year, despite the fact that some of the winners have won before. Writing went to The Young and the Restless, and directing went to One Life to Live. It is the first win ever for a soap opera that was aired entirely online. Richard, before the daytime Emmys, in fact, just last week, we went on the record on air with our predictions how did you do with your predictions, Richard Sims? Tell us now. Well, you know, I am notoriously not very good at my predictions, but I did better than expected. I did pick Eric Martzoff, um, which I think I would be, I think I might have been the only person, like when I was looking at the Gold Derby dot com picks, I may have been the only one to pick him. I just, I was just, I was really impressed by him, and I really thought that it was his his year. Um, I, I picked Eileen Davidson, and I probably picked Billy Miller, and I think that's probably where everything went off track for me. After that, I certainly did not did not particularly do well beyond that. <laughs> I got nothing. I got the Young and the Restless for Outstanding Drama Series. That was it. None of the others that I picked won. Uh, I am happy with all of the winners. I'm not uh, saying that you know no one that Juan was deserving. However, I disagreed and I voted for entirely different people. Liz, what about you? Any surprises with the winners? Uh, was there anyone who won who you were absolutely certain? I don't know that we have your predictions anywhere etched in stone, so you could lie and make this up, but let's try for you to be honest. <laughs> well, I guess I can attempt to be honest. Um, I actually, I'm really bad at separating my predictions from who I want to win, so I always well, just, yeah. you know, predict my favorites, and sadly, pretty much none of them won, um, <laughs> except for... So I, you I hate everyone really, who won. Okay, great. <laughs> I was really excited that One Life to Live um, won for directing, um, just because, you know, One Life to Live was my, my fave, and to see them recognized, I thought they, you know, they had their ups and downs, but they put on a really good year, so to see them recognized for something was, was awesome. I was very excited about that. Um, and I was, I was really rooting, speaking of One Life to Live, really rooting for Kelly Missile, so that was the one I was most sad about, that she didn't win, because she turned in a great performance this past year. 
fun fact for those who are watching the videos on the YouTube channel or right on SoapCentral.com, I was finger-wagged to death, practically, by Kelly Missile when she walked up and remembered that she loved my tie at the One Life to Live All My Children red carpet premiere. She was slightly disappointed that I was not wearing a turtle tie this time and proceeded to wag her finger I want to say a good 30 times in my face and at my chest and at the tie. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, it's a good, good watch. Good watch for that. Katrina, who were you? Uh, any surprises in who won? I, I kind of think for you it's probably not, but we'll see if you're, if you're honest and tell us the truth. Any surprises for you? <laughs> okay, I will be honest. Um, I would say I was, I was surprised about Amelia winning I'm happy that she won. I thought her reel was great. Um, I was, honestly, I was boosting for Liz Hendrickson, who's my favorite. But um, if anything was a surprise, I would say probably that one. But I'm, I'm thrilled for Amelia. As you guys know, when we talk about things that are sort of can be subjective at times. Not everyone sees everything the same, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's the SoapCentral.com message boards. For everyone out there who likes something, there seems to be someone who dislikes it. We talked about the red carpet show and what we thought of it and you know how it could have been better. There is someone who thought that it was rather enjoyable, and he knows what he's talking about because he comes from the world of PR. So perhaps not having that background, there's something that we don't understand. Let's bring in Walker to talk talk about this red carpet thing. Walker, what are we missing? Everyone seemed to hate the red carpet show, but you liked it. What are we missing? You, you know, I kind of enjoy that, that build-up. Thank you. Um, the red carpet show, I personally enjoyed it. I laughed. I, it was amusing to me. But after a couple of days, um, I've kind of come to the realization that maybe that format would have been better suited for something more of an MTV generation. I think that the daytime Emmys, uh, not, I'm not saying that it's stuffy, but I just think that it's, it's a different level of award show. Um, and that would have been, I think that was too out of the box. Maybe so if, I, if, I may, if I may ask, please um, do, Richard. I'm, I'm of course, curious. Of course, please. I'm, I'm curious, when you say you enjoyed it, did you enjoy it on a train wreck level? Or, like, like, I watched it, I watched it, and I was, honest to God, I was angry. I was wow. angry. I felt bad for every person on that red carpet because I felt like they were all being disrespected. And then it got even worse when, after it was over, Brittany Furlong, the, the sort of pack leader, as far as I was concerned, actually filmed a video in which she continued to say, you know, she basically said, wow, that was fun. I didn't know any of those people and, sent them, and, and used some, some fine obscenities to basically accentuate how little she cared that she knew these people. I mean, I just was like, I didn't, I didn't even find it entertaining from a, she kept saying that she, was a, that she was a comedian and you don't hire a comedian if you don't want laughs. But I didn't think what she was doing was funny. I thought it was disrespectful and kind of, sad like i felt like they were just drowning and there was no there wasn't even any fun there there wasn't even any humor walker respond now 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 let me let me i i don't know any of these people uh although brady did just recently follow me on <laughs> twitter um, 
I, so I don't, I, I'm not saying, my, so I don't want to sound like an apologist, but for me, just looking at the production, it clearly seems that they were, I don't know this for a fact, but on, it, from my point of view, it looks like they were, they were told, hey, you know, just come on, do your show, and we will help you out with, with who, with who's who, thus like that annoying guy who every two seconds, this is my friend so-and-so. We work together. Um, so I think as far as, as could they have known who people were, could they, yes, they could have, even if they had, even for, for people who work the red carpets, you know you get this sheet with the pictures and people's names. You could at least have their names correct. Well, let me weigh in on that. If that was the case, why, oh, why, oh, why were they tracking me down to have me come on as often as I can to talk to people and, and get the names and stuff like that? To me, uh, not that I'm, I'm downplaying how good or how bad I, I could potentially be, but the fact that they were tracking me down seems like they were acknowledging, at least on some level, Walker, that it wasn't going quite the way they wanted it to. You, you know... Yes. In the perfect in the perfect world, again, I'm not taking up for these girls. I just happen to enjoy something different and fresh. And maybe it's because I like inappropriate cuss words, and that type of red carpet was different and fun and more. Maybe in my personal wheelhouse, I think. But let me ask you. Tell me. Tell me two things they said that were funny, that were entertaining. Because all I heard was. Like, they kept saying the same things over and over and over and over again because they didn't even have, like, they didn't even have, like, prepared lines going into it. They endlessly talked about their spanks, and they and endlessly they, just kept saying, oh, my God, you're hot. That's all they had. They had nothing else in their real house. But, okay, I am not a journalist. <laughs> no, but that's, you, that's it, the good it, thing, though. But, but, that's but, what okay, I want to know. I, I'm, not, I'm not a journalist. If they said, Walker, hey, for the 2015 red carpet, we want you to do it, there's a good chance that I might do the same thing. When little Casey Moss comes up, I'm not going to be like, oh, how's your day? I'm going to be like, wow, you look amazing in person. Um, Eric Mossoff, like, I, I'm, that's how I, again, that's maybe, that's me and that's not but the most professional. But you've already done better than they did because you knew their name. <laughs> They never said the name. Zing. They never said the name of anybody who came up to them. They would just start. They would just start talking to people and not care who they were. Even when they were told who they were, they didn't. You know, that's. I think that's what most people. I, I don't care if they said you know some offensive things. I I love blue humor. Ask Dan when when I'm not on the air. I can be quite the quite the blue humorist. But but very there's a difference between being funny. And being just not prepared. Like, Walker, I guarantee you, if you were given this, I, I suspect from having heard, just, just having heard you talk just now, you would at least take some time and get to know. Even if you didn't know anything about daytime, you wouldn't want to look like an idiot. So you would, like, get to know, you know, okay, these are some of the actors that I know are coming down the carpet. I should know at least a little bit about them. I should at least be able to recognize them when they walk up to me. And these girls didn't even bother to do that. They didn't, you know, they, they, they did nothing. Well, Walker, I want to thank you for calling in and not 
I guess letting us give you a hard time. It's certainly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, let me show you some more. Let me, get, let me at him. Let me at him. We have a couple of other callers I want to get to, but I definitely wanted to make sure that we got you in because, as I said, all things uh, appeal to different people differently. So thank you for calling and being part of the show. Thank you, Dan. We also have Bren Coombs, who was there on the red carpet joining us. Bren, welcome to the show. Welcome back to, well, you're still in California, so I can't welcome you away from the red carpet. But what one word, Bren, do you think sums up the Daytime Emmys 2014? Uh, circus. Circus is a good word. Good one. I, I do like that. Why circus? Now you can, we'll give you the, the ability to explain your one word choice. Well, I felt like there were, I mean, for starters, the red carpet, there were so many people there. It was, it was like herding cats. I mean, they were, it was yeah. so congested with people just trying to, to even grab a publicist's eye to let them know that you wanted to talk to their person. There was so much going on. And then, you know, with the, with the Vine girls, they're kind of the, the clowns. And then... What would I have been? Answer um, carefully. I guess you'd be kind of like the, the ringleader, or what is it? The, the guy in the top hat that's kind of running <laughs> the window. Are there pigs at a circus? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, that's fine. Uh, better than, I guess, the bearded lady. I don't know. No, um, you, you would probably be the lion tamer, actually. Because you were the one kind of cracking the whip and, and, and showing who was boss. You know, I, and I was known to, to wander. I, I enjoyed that as well. I, I do like that. For me, you know, and for folks who are listening and for folks who have never had an opportunity to work a red carpet, I find it to be extremely entertaining. I've been told by two people who are, are very close, very dear friends, who've had the privilege of being on the red carpet and not necessarily working it, but there as assistance to me. And they've told me... That knowing me and knowing me in my everyday life, they say that there's something that switches. There's something that when it's showtime, when it's time to start the interviews, they say that it's completely fascinating to watch because it, it's like a totally different mode. I think uh, I, I've learned after all this time that you can't really expect anything. The first couple of years, uh, I was sort of so regimented in my mind that I thought, okay, we're going to talk to Susan Lucci. Then we're going to talk to Peter Bergman. Then we're going to talk to, you know, and down the line. And not everybody shows up in a particular order. Not everybody shows up at all. You can't necessarily ask the questions that you want to ask because maybe you know things are, are fast and furious. And uh, I've gotten past that. Where now it's you sort of have to go with the moment. And some people uh, are more willing to to go crazy. I know that uh, Rob Wilson now on Days of Our Lives. He was tickled by the fact that I knew that he was on the side of a bus. Uh, some of his photos. Uh, you know, there were other people. Uh, I'm trying to think right now. Um, I know that Mara West told Haley Pulos that you know she still gets nervous on the red carpet. There were actually a lot of people, even Cameron Grimes, who's a Daytime Emmy winner uh, and was not nominated this year, but she said that she gets nervous. She gets very jittery. Uh, uh, Frank Valentini said he has to go to the gym to try to work off some of the nervous energy before the, before the Daytime Emmy. So there's a, there's a very definite energy that takes place on the red carpet. Uh, I want to talk a little bit more about that, but I also want to welcome in another caller who was actively you know, tweeting and, and writing. We have Teddy, a Two Scoops columnist for The Young and the Restless. Teddy, you must be very happy because it was a very good year for The Young and the Restless. Oh, I sure was. Uh, it was fun. I, I enjoyed that part of the telecast. It was great seeing, um, especially the actors. They, they, they were so deserving, and I was so glad they won. 
I want to go back to the top of the lineup. We'll start with Liz. I want to get your thoughts on Kathy Griffin as host. Um, in not just one word, but just in general. Liz, what did you think of her as host? Um, I liked her. There were a couple times. I think I was already like overly sensitive because I was irritated by the red carpet. So there were a couple of times that I thought maybe she wasn't quite as, like she she sort of mocked the, the daytime Emmys a little bit in her opening monologue. And then a couple of times when she had to, to cut people off for their speeches where I felt like, but I mean, it's Kathy Griffin, so you really don't expect her to be sensitive. For the most part, I thought that she was she was funny and entertaining and, and a pretty good choice. I, I enjoyed her for the most part. Moving down, Katrina, what did you think of Kathy Griffin? I was not sure what to expect when I found out she would be hosting. Um, but all in all, I don't think she, I don't think it was that bad. I. You know, like like Liz was saying, there were, you know, a couple of times when she was being Kathy, but overall, I thought she was a pretty good host. Bren, you had the opportunity to talk to her briefly on the red carpet. What did you think of her as host of the Daytime Emmys? I thought she was great. I thought she really livened it up, and she actually knew the shows. She knew who people were, and... I love someone who keeps the, the show moving along and, you know, keeps the speeches succinct. So I thought she was great. I would love to have her come back next year. Richard, she got Jill Farron Phelps to curse on air. Thoughts? I, I love Kathy. I, I agree with Bren. I thought the difference was, you know, yes, she was, she, she was poking fun at daytime a little bit, and, you know, and telling the stories about Susan Lucci and all this behind the scenes. But the difference between what she was doing and what, you know, the girls on the red carpet, who everybody thought were disrespecting daytime, the difference was she knew what she was talking about. You know, she sort of has that feeling of, well, yeah, in a weird way, I'm a celebrity, but I'm also on the D-list, so I'm kind of like you, so let me spill the dirt, but just like you would want to. You know, she always, she's always sort of that, that gossipy friend who happened to be at the party that you really wish you could have been at, but you couldn't be there, so she comes and she tells you all the dirt that you missed. And so, yeah, in, in a way, she was, you know, a little bit, I don't want to say disrespectful, she was, she was, poking fun at daytime, but that's sort of what you want and what you expect. I mean, when you have, you know, whoever it is who's hosting, say, the Golden Globes or the Oscars or any of those things, they tend to come out and make fun of the nominated actors and the nominated shows. And, you know, you have to be kind of put on your big boy panties and take it because it's being done with love. It's being done with love. Teddy, what did you think of Kathy Griffin? Oh, I've always liked Kathy, and um, I was looking forward to being, her being the host. And um, actually, she kept things moving along, and that's really an important part of being a host. And uh, also, she was entertaining, and she tried to keep the audience engaged. So I thought she was good. I want to keep the audience engaged. I have no idea if we can do this. My engineer will tell me in my ear if, if we can't. We have seven people right now. We're all chatting. I want to bring in some of the audience. We have a caller. We have Kathy from New Jersey to see what she thought of the daytime Emmys and the red carpet. Kathy, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hi. How you guys doing? We're doing good. We, I think we have now set a land speed record for the most people on an episode of Soap Central Live at the same time. So welcome and, and happy record setting. What did you think of the red carpet? <laughs> well, I didn't think much about it, to tell you the truth. I was 
I didn't think that the girls did a very good job. I was wondering how did the academy, I mean, the awards people vet these people. I I just don't understand it. And what I found really offensive was the rape joke to Ryan Parvey. Parvey? Pavey, yes. Yes, I found that to be pretty offensive. Even I was thinking, why would they say something like that, that if a female... I mean, if a male had said that to one of the female actresses, there would have been more of an outrage. So I thought that that was kind of double-sided. And I really didn't like what they talked about to Lawrence St. Victor about how do you Mm -hmm. feel like being a black guy, an African-American guy on a soap. You know, that's kind of, that was a head-scratcher. But overall, I thought the show was pretty interesting. I do like the concept of the show being online because it gives the actors a little bit of breathing room to kind of take off that mask and you get to see a little bit behind the scenes and you see the actors a little bit more relaxed. But I tell you, if it was up to me, I would say one rule, one drink minimum. <laughs> one drink minimum. One All drink right, minimum. Well, Sharon Osbourne was hilarious, but I think she was a little bit over, did it a little bit. Before we she let you go, Kathy. actually. She had oh. just come back from Dubai. She did. Mm. Yes. Dubai. Okay, so before we let you go, Kathy, we have another caller we want to get to, and I've, I think we've maxed out our lines at this particular point in time. <laughs> was there anything that was a highlight, or actually, let me change that. Who would you like to see host the red carpet of the daytime Emmys next year? Think carefully. <laughs> I would like to see, of course, you and Richard co-host. I think that would be amazing. Richard that actually and I have talked about that as well. So, that Kathy, thank you so much for calling in. You are the go-to guys. You guys are wonderful. You guys rock, so... We appreciate that. Kathy, thank you so much for calling in. You're welcome. Richard, would you be up for it and want to host with me next year? Of course. Are you kidding? You know. All you have to do is tell me and I'm there. I mean, an hour ago you said, hey, want to come on the show? I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm always there. I want to talk about, well, because I'm watching the clock tick down here. I want to talk about something that I think is always a lot of fun, and hopefully uh, we'll all agree with this. We'll see. Some of the items in the official Daytime Emmy gift bag I have in front of me some of the things. Of course, it's always about the food for me. So there was something called Candyality. It is a Chicago-based candy store, and they allowed people to pick candy, and then they looked at what was in the bag, and they're able to give a personality profile (laughs) for what the person is based on their candy. I will not give too much away um, because I don't want to, you know, the the things are protecting the, the names to protect the innocent and all that other stuff. But... Anyone who chose rock candy takes themselves too seriously and is basically no fun. That's what they told me. I will say that there were several people who chose rock candy. I was not one of them. But that's just here or there. I'll I'll let the folks at home tweet about who they think it might be. One of the other things, I am not a girl. This is not exactly a spoiler alert, but we'll ask the girls who are girls. You're not? <laughs> Surprise! Uh, we're letting it all hang out here today on Soap Central Live. The original Girly Go Garter. It is the one and only sexy garter with pockets that securely holds as much as your purse. Terry Ivins wore it on the red carpet. Do you think, let's go to Teddy for this, do you ever have so much stuff that you're carrying around that you just wish you could have some place to put it? Well, you can now put on a garter and tuck in uh, you know, your wallet and your money and a cell phone and you know, I suppose a lot of other things that we won't talk about on the air. What do you think of this idea? Have you ever had not enough room in your purse? 
I did when I was younger, but I've kind of scaled down since then. I found that it's easier to carry around when you're on trips and, you know, vacations and all that. So um, probably I might have liked it better when I was younger because yeah, that would have come in handy. But I don't think, I doubt if I'd use it now, though. But it's a, I think it's kind of a neat idea. I mean, it eliminates carrying a purse around. Bren, you probably saw Terry Ivins hike her skirt and show off her girly go garter. I thought it was, I mean, I'm not their target demographic. I'm not someone who's going to use this. But I thought it was, it was just so, so, so clever. There were several people that were wearing them. And it was fun watching the owner put them on people. That was probably my highlight. The red <laughs> me too, actually. <laughs> um, my my camera girl Jackie actually wore one throughout the show, and so she kept both of our, um, you know, phones and and credit cards and you know the ballet card and all of that in it. And that's great because she needed her hands to you know hold the camera and everything, and we didn't have to worry about our stuff being in the way or anybody taking it or forgetting it. So I think it's a great idea. I'm backtracking. I'm TiVoing back the discussion. I'm going to go down the line, and I will give the analysis later. I want to find out what your favorite candy is. Liz Fisher. Oh, I feel like this favorite is... ever? Um, yes. It's just like straight-up chocolate. Just plain chocolate bar. Yep. All right. Cat. favorite yes. candy? Reese peanut butter cup. Love Bren. it. Bren, favorite candy? Swedish fish. Interesting. I chose that as well. Richard, favorite Babe candy? Ruth. Babe Ruth bar. Really? Okay. Interesting. Making a note of that. That'll be fun. And Teddy, favorite candy? Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. Oh, so you had to... It's interesting that uh, outside of that, I mean, Bren, uh, uh, you know, I didn't pick that, but... Um, as my, my favorite, but we all have something different. I think that's why we all work so well together, because we're all different pieces in the candy cog of life, isn't that? Oh, brother. <laughs> I don't know that we could actually make a Hallmark card out of that, but, you know, it is what it is. I want to go down now to something else that Richard said that he would talk about on air. This is the first official prediction for Daytime Emmys 2015. Richard Sims, what are you predicting and why already? It's only June 27th. Uh, you know, there's a certain irony here that it happened this week right after uh, the Daytime Emmys. Doug Davidson may have lost um, this week, but... Today's episode of Y&R, he will, I guarantee, I, I, I mean, I can't guarantee it, but if he doesn't really submit for a daytime Emmy and he will win, whether he goes in supporting or lead, wherever he submits, he should submit today's episode and he will win. It was, it was, it was incredible. It was almost hard to watch. It was just some of the best work I've seen on daytime in years. And I'm talking all the shows Across the board, it was just that amazing a performance. Okay, I'm going to see if anybody else has any predictions. If you don't, you can just pass. We'll, we'll work our way up from the bottom. Teddy, any predictions so far for the first half of the year about Daytime Emmys 2015? It's just so weird because I actually wrote that in my column today. If he was talking about, um, you know, Paul, then uh, Doug, then yes, I, that's who I, who I said. I, I was talking about that that should be an episode he should submit. Because I thought he was fantastic. 
We can let folks know that they can read Teddy's Two Scoops column for The Young and the Restless this weekend and all next week on SoapCentral.com. Just scoot on over there, click on Two Scoops, and you can read it. And, of course, there are columns there for this week and for, I think, five years, ten years. It's ten years. I don't know. There's a whole lot of Two Scoops there. Go and check it out. Moving back up the list, Bren, anything that you've seen on the soap so far that you think is Emmy-worthy moving into next year? I think Michelle Stafford is going to be a strong contender. She's already coming out of the gate on fire on DH, so That's I a think very... she's going to have good material. I agree with that as well. Kat? Um, you know, I'm going to have to agree with Michelle Stafford as well. She's been phenomenal on GH. I absolutely love the character of Nina, so I would we definitely have... say Michelle. Two Doug Davidsons, two Michelle Staffords, Liz Fisher. You are the deciding vote. Who are you voting for? And not necessarily of those two. You could, you know, vote for someone else and, and screw up the whole process by leading us with a tie. But who are you picking? Uh, that's exactly what I'm planning to do, actually, Dan. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Troublemaker. Yeah, really. Um, being, being a big fan of web soaps, um, I actually, you know, like that they had the, uh, the category for the, um, for the web soaps this year, the one that Venice won. Um, and I'm gonna go ahead and throw out Beacon Hill for, for next year because I think that's been excellent this year. So interesting. So now we don't have any sort of consensus whatsoever. It should be a lot of fun to see exactly what happens. My engineer is alerting me that we are almost out of time. So with the 30 seconds that we have per person here, I guess, or maybe less than that, we'll start with you, Liz. Uh, What are you most remembering about Daytime Emmys 2014? The final word for you. I actually have a quick question, which I know you probably can't tell us who it was, but did Chriselle ever tell you who had the nip slip on the the red carpet? I can neither confirm nor deny that I know who was flashing their breasts on the red carpet. And we will move on to the next person. (laughs) Ms. Katrina. Yes. Um, Oh, my gosh. It was just so much. I, I will have to say, seeing you come out, two, three times to quote-unquote save the show was probably my favorite. I like saving the The hallelujah chorus was playing in my head whenever (laughs) I saw you, seriously. That sounds like a YouTube video. Maybe I'll have to make that with the chorus in the background. Bren, what's your most memorable moment of the 2014 Daytime Emmys? I have to say, yeah, having, seeing all the love for you on Twitter and having other people recognize what, you know, those of us on the line here already knew that you should have been the host of the red carpet, and hopefully next year you will be. Thank you. I'm over here blushing. Richard, save this. Save this before I get too sappy. What, well, what's right. your Seeing as they're all blowing up your head, I'm going to go in a different direction. <laughs> I will remember, and honestly, in, in all honesty, I think this is the thing that every single person will remember about this year's award was the, the, the red carpet. They're going to remember that it was a train wreck, but when you look back next year, you may not remember who the winners are, you may not remember who the losers are, but you will slap your head and say, oh my God, please don't let it be like last year, because that's what everybody's going to remember. Teddy, what do you remember most? Yeah, that's kind of sad. That's the thing that's going to be remembered the most. I know, I know. <laughs> oh, no. But actually, I, of course, I'll remember the most that uh, Billy and Amelia won and that Chandler got to win one last time, I mean, for days. So I, I was very excited about the winners, and I was thrilled because I thought they all did an excellent job this year. 
Well, there are so many people to thank. I haven't prepared a speech. I really didn't think this would happen, but they are now giving me the notice that it's time to wrap it up. So I want to thank all of my guests for calling in to share their thoughts of Emmy Night 2014. I also, of course, want to thank everybody who's on the line right now. There are, as they say on stage, there are so many people, just too many to name. (laughs) If you too did and you were supporting this week's show, I want to thank you for listening. If you missed any part of it, want to hear it again, or would like to share it with a friend, please head over to SoapCentralLive.com. It's the place to download any and all episodes. You can also listen on demand at any time. There's more than 235 episodes now. It is... A lot of fun bringing these to you. So if you've missed anything, if you want to find out what we're all about, please go back and take a listen to them. Of course, you can also find links to stories and news that we talked about during the show, including our SoapCentral.com Emmy coverage, our fashion. Everything is there for you. Just head over to SoapCentral.com. Next week, it's the 4th of July. We're going to have an all-new show, even though it won't be live. Our guests will be Suzanne Wong. She'll talk about her life-and-death battle with cancer and how her friendship with Vanessa Marcel led to playing a bitchy wedding planner on General Hospital. That's next week, Friday, July 4th at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. I hope that you'll join us then for the continuing saga of our non-nominated anything Soap Central Live. Have a great week, everybody. Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel.